Well, how's everybody doing today? It is just afternoon on Friday, October 18th, 2019, and I'm getting back to my podcast this week. Um, please support me on Anchor and listen to it anywhere that podcasts are available. Before we get into the picks for this week, I just wanted to preface by saying I feel pretty bad for Patrick Mahomes. For those of you who don't know, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And on Thursday Night Football last night, he ended up uh, dislocating his right kneecap in the win versus the Denver Broncos in Denver. The Chiefs won 30-6, to and although... The Chiefs did rally around Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill caught a 57-yard touchdown pass from Matt Moore, the backup quarterback. You still feel for Mahomes because he is an ascending superstar in the National Football League. He, of course, won MVP last year after throwing 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, and he w- he's one of the faces of the league, I should say. Um, it's really kind of hard to replace him. but. As this recording, the MRA kind of came back. It is a dislocated kneecap, but there is a chance, according to the report from Ian Rappaport, that Mahomes could return to play again this season. And that's great for everybody. Great for the NFL, great for fans, especially great for fantasy owners. I feel really bad for anybody who picked Patrick Mahomes in uh, fantasy leagues. And then uh, hopefully he won't let them he hopefully he won't let them down for the whole year and he'll be able to come back this season and put up points again so uh pray for patrick mahomes i hopefully hopefully he makes a speedy recovery and he's able to get back on the field and show off his greatness again as always but hey the madden curse i'm starting to really take it seriously because it's it's real okay so moving on to the me the show First off, you also got the ALCS going on. The Astros took a 3-1 lead last night on the New York Yankees after beating them 8-3. Zach Greinke got into trouble really, really early in the game. He loaded the bases in the bottom of the first inning, walked in a run with the bases loaded, which he had never done in his career before on four pitches. And But then the Astros... Jumped right back. Springer hit a three-run home run in the top of the sixth inning, or excuse me, in the top of the third inning. And Carlos Correa hit a three-run home run in the top of the sixth inning to make it six to one. Uh, the Yankees made it interesting, but the Astros added a couple of insurance runs, and they ended up winning eight to three. So now the Astros will play for the World Series tonight. They're up three games to one, and they will be trotting out Justin Verlander on the hill, their ace against James Paxton for the Yankees. And again, that's a 6.08 p.m. Central Time first pitch on Fox Sports 1. So if you want to check out the Astros and see if they uh, can punch their ticket to the World Series, there you go. And I'm I'm really picking the Astros. Not just because I'm a fan, but the Yankees look pretty light. They looked very, very lifeless after the game last night. You, you saw also 
their longtime pitcher, CC Sabathia, one of the most respected veterans in all of Major League Baseball. I the report says he dislocated his shoulder. So, and obviously he said this would be his last season. So, sadly, we won't be able to see any more of CC Sabathia. But he had an incredible. A uh, 19-year pitching career in, in Major League Baseball, so hats off to CC Sabathia and uh, the best in his future endeavors as well. So again, go Astros! I'm picking them to make the World Series and face the Washington Nationals. And speaking of the Washington Nationals, they swept the St. Louis Cardinals in the National League Championship Series very, very quickly behind strong, strong pitching and clutch hitting up and down the lineup. Um, Steven Strasburg pitched great. Patrick Corbin pitched great. And the lineup for the Nationals is very balanced. Ryan Zimmerman, Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto, and the rest of those guys are just contributing. Everybody is contributing in the lineup. Everybody is starting pitching in the bullpen for Nationals, although shaky during the regular season, have not been terrible during the postseason. So looking ahead to the World Series, if it's truly what I think it is, Astros Nationals, I'm going to roll with the Astros because I think just the roster for them is a little bit deeper and the starting pitching is just a little bit better uh, than the Nationals. But we'll see. You never know. There have been teams that have come back from 3-1 deficits before in like in these uh, baseball championship series before, so I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. But I, I feel confident in Justin Verlander today closing out the Yankees. Now to move on to college football picks for this week. This is week eight of the college football season. Man, this is flying by fast. It's already week eight. Are you kidding me? So just going to run down the top 25 games of this week and maybe throw in some other unranked games that are interesting and who who I will be paying attention to as best as I can. You got. Ohio State playing Northwestern tonight uh, on Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Actually, it's it's at Northwestern and Ohio State's ranked number four, but I'm, I'm going to roll with the Ohio State Buckeyes to beat the Northwestern Wildcats. The Buckeyes are favored by 27.5 points on the road. You, you can't pass that up. Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, and the rest of the Ohio State offense will come through, and, of course, the defense will create pressure on Northwestern's quarterback. Clemson, okay, so these are the Saturday games. You got Clemson, ranked number three, playing Louisville uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Clemson's favored by 24 and a half. I think Clemson kind of woke up after that North Carolina game where they barely won by one point on the road. I think they've heard the chatter of people saying that they're not a good team because they play a very, very weak schedule since they're the only ranked team in the ACC conference now. Um, and I think Dabble Sweeney and his team are out to prove that they are still worthy of contending for a national championship uh, this season. So I'm going to pick the Clemson Tigers to give it to the Louisville Cardinals. You have Oklahoma playing West Virginia. West Virginia has been a sneaky team sometimes on the road, but this year they're 33-point underdogs to uh, the Sooners of Oklahoma and Norman. I'm going to roll with the Sooners on this one. Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind right now. Lincoln Lincoln Riley is turning him into a Heisman contender right before our eyes. He may, he may be turning him into an NFL draft prospect. 
uh, like he has in the previous two years with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. But Oklahoma's offense is very, very fun to watch, and they should handle West Virginia with no problem on Saturday early. Wisconsin, ranked number six, is on the road to play Illinois. Um, Wisconsin is a 31-point favorite. Roll with the Badgers. Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the country. Jack Cohn is a good quarterback for the Badgers, too. And you always trust the offensive line to for Wisconsin to do their job in the defense as well. So roll with, roll with the Badgers with confidence. You got Florida going into South Carolina. Now, this is interesting because South Carolina last week upset number three Georgia on the road. And so even though Florida is a five-point favorite, South Carolina, I think, is going to play with a lot of energy and give the Gators problems. Now, Florida itself is coming off a loss on to LSU on the road last weekend in Baton Rouge. They lost 42-28, to and their defense pretty much got shredded by Joe Burrow and the LSU offense. I'm looking really for Florida to bounce back. I think Swain, their receiver, could have a big, big day against uh, South Carolina's secondary. Um, Kyle Trash, the quarterback for the Florida Gators, should have a big game, and the defense for Florida should step up again too. So, I'm going to roll with Florida, but I wouldn't be surprised if South Carolina also played it really close or even pulled off the upset. Auburn will travel on the road to play Arkansas. I'm going to roll with the Auburn Tigers. They're 19.5 point favorites. Bo Nix should be running the Auburn offense pretty pretty efficiently now. Um, Auburn's defensive front, <laughs> defensive front excuse me, is very nasty. Uh, their secondary is not too shabby either. And Arkansas is one of the worst teams in the S, arguably the worst team in the SEC this year. And even though they're at home, I think Auburn still rolls in Fayetteville. Purdue plays Iowa. Iowa, I'll take Iowa at home on that one. LSU on the road at Mississippi State. LSU's ranked number two this this week after they beat Florida last weekend. And LSU's a 17 and a half point favorite against the Bulldogs. I think LSU is going to win this game pretty comfortably. Joe Burrow is playing really, really well right now. He's one of the top three Heisman candidates right now. Um, LSU has a balanced attack on offense, and their defense is pretty nasty, especially in the secondary with Grant Delpit and everybody else. And I, I just don't see the Bulldogs pulling off an upset on the number two ranked LSU Tigers. You have Oregon playing Washington. Uh, in Seattle, Oregon's getting three points. Now, although Washington's quarterback, Jake and Jacob Eason, has been playing well this year, I think Oregon just has a little bit better things going for them, so I'm going to pick Oregon. Baylor, who is also undefeated, who's ranked number 18, will go to Oklahoma State uh, to play the in Stillwater to play the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Stillwater has always been a tough environment for uh, opponents. Um, really, I'm going to call for, I'm going to call for the upset. I'm picking the Oklahoma state Cowboys to get hand the Baylor bears their first loss this season. Um, I think, I, I think this is going to be a shootout and I think Oklahoma's Oklahoma state's going to score a little bit more points. Texas playing host to Kansas. Texas should beat Kansas, although Kansas is playing well this year. Texas is a 21-point favorite, so I'm going to roll with roll with the Longhorns at home. Alabama plays Tennessee at home. Alabama's 
point favorite. You can just roll with the tide with confidence to a Tagovailoa, another Heisman front runner. We'll play out of his mind. We'll hook up with um, Jerry Dude, Jerry Judy, uh, Henry Ruggs, J- Jalen Waddle, and the rest of his offense. You can't you can't go wrong with the tide this Saturday against Tennessee. And the final top twenty five matchup I'm going to cover it's. Number 16, Michigan, going into Happy Valley on uh, Saturday night to play the number seven ranked undefeated Penn State Nittany Lions. Penn State's a nine-point favorite. Really interesting game. You know, Michigan's offense has been kind of inconsistent this year with their early struggles early on. Uh, Penn State, I'm going to roll with Penn State. They're about a nine-point favorite. And Penn State's running back, running back, and and his uh no Penn State's receiver, excuse me, Hamler. He will give the Michigan defense problems. I think. Uh, really, I'm going to roll with Penn State. That's really all I have to say. Michigan is not. I don't think Michigan should be ranked number 16. I think they're they're fooling people with their five and one overall record. <laughs> And one more college football pick. My Texas A&M Aggies are 3-3 three and three coming off a loss to Alabama at home. They're going on the road to play Ole Miss. I think the Aggies will take care of business and make Ole Miss 3-5. and five. Ole Miss is just one of the worst teams in the SEC. And the Aggies will have a good attack on offense with Mond and their running game. I expect them to be Ole Miss. If not, then something is terribly wrong with the A&M program. So now we're on to my week seven NFL picks for this week. Like I said yesterday on last night on Thursday Night Football, the Chiefs beat the Broncos 30-6. to Even though Patrick Mahomes got hurt, I would have still picked the Chiefs in any which way, even in Mile High Stadium in Denver. So some games on Sunday that I'm going to pick. You got the Rams traveling to face the Falcons. Rams getting three points. I'm going to take the Rams. The Falcons defense is atrocious on pretty much every single level. I think that team is just giving up on Dan Quinn as their head coach. Dan Quinn was known as a defensive specialist because he was the defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks way back in the day when they had the Legion of Boom dominating teams in Seattle. But regardless, those days are long gone. The Falcons are sinking under. Matt Ryan can only do so much to carry the offense, and the Rams will come in with uh, a, hopefully a more healthy Todd Gurley and a rushing attack. And, of course, Cooper Cup and the rest of the Rams receivers should have a field day against the Falcons' defense in Atlanta. So I'm going to roll with the Rams in that game. You got the Vikings playing the Lions in Detroit. This is going to be a neck and neck game, but I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick the Lions to beat the Vikings and Holmes. Although the Vikings are an improving offense with one of the top rushers in the game right now, and Dalvin Cook, and uh, one of the best wide receiver duos in the league, in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Both of them are good. Matt, uh, Kirk Cousins. It's kind of a low stakes game, so Kirk Cousins could have big numbers throwing the ball. But I think Matt Stafford and the Lions are kind of coming off a fuming, frustrating loss to the Packers last week, kind of due to officiating, but also just because they failed to capitalize on like 
for the after their like opening touchdown drive, they went almost ten drives without scoring really a touchdown. So I think the Lions are a little motivated this week, and I think they'll beat the Vikings at home. The Packers host the Raiders at Lambeau Field. Green Bay is minus five, but I think Oakland is a really, really interesting play here. You got Josh Jacobs, the rusher. He's a good, he's a good rookie running back out of Alabama. And the Raiders, they they've always put, they seem to be taking a step forward this year. Darren Waller is a really good tight end for them, arguably a top three tight end uh, in the league this year. And of course, for the Packers, you got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, his reliable running back. Although Jones fumbled last week, I think they'll bounce back. Uh, Devontae Adams, the receiver for the Packers, is questionable. So is Jimmy Graham. They're tied in. And also questionable are two of Green Bay's other receivers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison. Really, I'm going to roll with the Packers. They're at home. So I think, and then Rodgers will... Even though if the Packers get behind, I have confidence in Rodgers to uh, bring them ahead and pull out the victory. You got the Houston Texans, my team, going on the road to pay, to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are coming off a bye, and the Colts are also one-point favorites at home. But I'm still going to roll with the Texans. I, I don't care if the Colts are off a bye. I think the Texans are rolling right now. Uh, they're. I think the Texans are riding a wave of confidence. They're not, I don't think they're really smug about their confidence. They just are really, really confident in the locker room and feel like the team is coming together. You got Deshaun Watson putting up gaudy numbers the past two weeks against the Falcons and the chiefs. You got Will Fuller starting to emerge as one of the best number two receivers in the national football league. Of course you got Deandre Hopkins, arguably the top receiver in the NFL. The Texans front seven is nasty. And although, the Colts will do a good job of protecting Jacoby Brissett. They've given up the second few sacks in the league. I just think the Texans are going to pull out, pull it out of Indianapolis. I, and I know the Texans have not historically done well in Indianapolis, but I'm going to roll with the Texans. You got to have confidence, and I have confidence in the Texans to pull out a win uh, in Indianapolis. 49ers undefeated will play the Redskins. 49ers will crush them. I think one of the game the game of the week this week is the Saints playing the Bears at home uh, in Chicago. The Saints are 5 and 1. They are undefeated actually with Drew Brees being out with a thumb with a finger injury. Teddy Bridgewater has been playing very very well. Alvin Kamara is putting up his usual numbers. Michael Thomas doing the same thing. And New Orleans' front seven is very, very nasty. They get after the quarterback, they shut down the run game, and they basically force you to throw the ball. Now, the Bears are 3-2, and two, and they are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. But I don't think the Bears' defense can really stop the Saints' offense all game long. They're going to... The Saints have a lot of weapons on offense. And really, you can look at both front sevens for both teams and you say, oh, yeah, the Saints and the Bears, I, even though the Bears may have more individual talent on their defense, the Saints are just about neck and neck with them in, in terms of statistics and shutting down the opponent's running game. So we're going to see a lot of throws, both from Teddy Bridgewater and Chase Daniel. Um, and I think 
the Saints you will go into Chicago and beat the Bears and continue their undefeated streak without Drew Brees. The Ravens play the Seahawks uh, on the road in Seattle. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Seahawks. Russell Wilson. What can you say? He's a magician. One of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Although the Baltimore Ravens do come in with uh, the number one total offense, number one in time of possession, number one in rushing yards. So basically what that means is they keep people off the field. So Russell Wilson being on the sideline, that could tax the Seattle defense. But I think uh, Seattle def- Seattle's defense is not bad too. They picked up Jadavian Clowney early in the year from the Texans. They have Bobby White. Bobby Wagner, one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL. I'm going to roll with the Seahawks at home. Uh, I'll take the three and have them cover. Sunday night football this week, you got the Philadelphia Eagles going into Arlington, Texas, and AT&T Stadium to take on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to roll with the Eagles. I think um, Eagles are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, Carson Wentz, I think, is really motivated after they got torched by the Vikings last week for 38 points. I think um, he's more motivated than ever to work work with his receivers to get open. The Dallas offensive line is kind of banged up right now. You got Amari Cooper hurt, Randall Cobb hurt. I know Zeke Zeke Elliott is fresh, but we've all seen that when when Dak Prescott doesn't really have a running game, he, he's not a good he's not that great of a quarterback. So we'll see we'll see how it all shapes out. But I'm gonna pick the Eagles to go into Dallas and win on Sunday Night Football. And I like Philadelphia's pass rush too. I think they'll handle the the staggering uh, Dallas offensive line. And the Monday night game, you got the Patriots going on the road to play the New York Jets. New England's a ten point favorite. Now this is interesting because the Jets they did beat the Cowboys last week with Sam Darnold, who had a long touchdown pass, and also you know you, the Jets ha- do have Le'Veon Bell for the running attack. And the Jets' defense, they have Jamal Adams in the secondary. And their front seven isn't that bad either. But the Patriots' defense is arguably the best in the NFL this year. Um, and Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I think even on the road, he's always had success against the AFC East, and that includes the Jets. So I'm going to pick the Patriots to win on Monday Night Football move to 7-0 and this season. <laughs> So the NBA is just around the corner. You got games tipping off on next Tuesday. With the Pelicans playing the defending champion Raptors and the Lakers and Clippers playing in the late West Coast game uh, in at the Staples Center. So, so the thing is, my overall uh, perception on the NBA season, I'm not really ready to make the like predictions about standings and all that stuff yet for each conference. But I think it's going to be a great season for the NBA. Like everybody else has been saying, you got, you got players like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and on the Clippers, you have players like, and you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis on the Lakers. You have James Harden, Russell Westbrook on the Houston Rockets, Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum on the Portland Trailblazers. You got Luka Doncic and Chris Tapps Porzingis on the Dallas Mavericks. 
it's just going to be a really fun season. And also the Pelicans, they're a deep team too with their number one pick Zion Williamson. And they have a really deep roster with guys like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, JJ Redick, extreme, extremely deep team, extremely deep team. Derek Favors, also Drew Holiday, Julio Okafor. Look for the Pelicans to make a splash this season uh, in the NBA, too. You got, and of course, Philadelphia 76ers. You got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and the rest of that team's good. The Golden State Warriors, of course. By the end of the season, the Warriors could be dangerous again with the return of Klay Thompson. But for now, with the regular season, they're going to roll with Stephen Curry and Draymond Green as their top players. The Spurs are always in it, even though they may not have a bona fide superstar player. Man, this is going to be a fun season. It's the dynamic duo era now. And in Brooklyn, you got Kyrie Irving, kind of new uniform. And, of course, with the anticipated return of Kevin Durant next year to Brooklyn, we could really see that team take off. You got the Milwaukee Bucks, of course, who are kind of the preseason favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference with Giannis, the Greek freak, Antetokounmpo or something. I can't pronounce his name off the top of my head correctly. Uh, He's a really, really good player as well. He's a reigning MVP. He could win the MVP again this year. Man, this is going to be fun. Denver, the Denver Nuggets are a really, really deep team with Jokic, their center, as their best player. The Utah Jazz are an ascending team, too. They could challenge for a top three seed in the Western Conference, too. Man, this is going to be fun. So pretty soon, I guess I'll make my predictions on the standings for the NBA, but we'll see how season go. Season goes. It's going to be fun.